Hi, everyone. Good evening. So, um, I have, uh, before we do a sitting tonight, I'm going to just say uh, a few words about um, what um, we're going to work on in this meditation period tonight, where we're going to explore, um, just to kind of frame the practice that we're doing. Um, and then there'll be time after we sit together to talk a little bit about um, our, our experiences, um, the challenges um, that we face during the sitting, uh, and what we might have learned um, about ourselves. <clears throat> so, um, but uh, before I start speaking, maybe we just take a moment just to ground ourselves. Um, and to listen with um, a meditative orientation. So please um, get in whatever position that you'd like to use for your uh, sitting practice. And um, just take a few deep breaths. Feel the body, the physicality of the body sitting here this evening. Feel the contact that your body is making with whatever seat you're using contact of your your buttocks seat beneath you your feet or your knees are touching the ground feel the quality of that contact and just let your awareness settle into the body Feeling the sensations of the body, the breath. Hearing the sounds around you. And feeling the quality of the air on the skin of your body. There are many different ways of talking about the purpose of meditation practice, so what we're um, what we're doing when we sit and why. And there are many, many um, equally valid and, and useful ways of talking about uh, the purpose um, of meditation practice. Each of them illuminating a different aspect of what practice is all about. And I think one way that we might think about what we're doing when we're practicing is learning how to approach our experience, ourselves, our world, those around us, with um, an open mind, an open heart, with fresh eyes. Uh, in Zen, we often call this a beginner's mind, or the mind of not knowing, a mind that does not grasp constantly at certainties, at ideas of how things are or should be. It does not constantly box things to categories. is able to at least approach, if not achieve, experience of um, openness, freshness, 
one of the ways of practicing this outlook or attitude in the context of what we're doing tonight together is to bring your awareness to whatever kinds of expectations you may have right now about what you're going to get out of this hour we're spending together or what you're going to feel or get out of the meditation that we're going to do together. Can you sense within you any expectations of what the next hour together will be like, what it'll feel like for you, what you'll get from it? Just notice those expectations. And see them as expectations and not necessarily as a truth of what this evening together will be like. Of course, there's no way to know. Can you see the arising or the presence of expectation? and hold those expectations lightly, seeing that they are there, there's nothing wrong with having them. It's natural to have ideas and expectations, but to see that that's an overlay that your mind is placing on the unknowability of this experience together. We cannot know what the next hour will bring, what even the next moment will bring. Just begin to notice the ways in which we anticipate almost constantly how things are going to be, what's going to happen, how things will feel. What does it feel like to expect, to think we know what the future holds, And what does it feel like to let go of that urge to expect or anticipate, even if just a bit? One way that some Zen teachers have liked to talk about Meditation is is the kind of thing we do when we just sit here and we just let the mind reveal itself, show itself to us. We're not trying to achieve a particular mental state, state of consciousness. We are sitting and just watching, watching what comes up moment by moment. In some moments, that means watching the ways that we color our experience with expectation or with the desire to know or to control. It's not about stopping expectations. It's not about changing our minds or how we feel or think. It's just watching watching what the mind does. Just watching.
So when we sit tonight, we'll begin a formal sitting in just a few minutes. One of the things I'd like us to explore is one of the very basic things that characterizes human consciousness, which is a way that certain experiences strike us as unpleasant and certain ones as un as pleasant and others as just neutral. Almost everything that we experience seems to us either pleasant or unpleasant or neutral in some way, indifferent, neither good nor bad. So we're going to look at ways that the mind approaches our moment-by-moment experience and sort of categorizes it in this way, good or bad, something to like or dislike, something that seems comfortable or uncomfortable. And we're gonna look also at what happens when, for example, something strikes us as uncomfortable or unpleasant. How do we react to experiences, to sensations, to thoughts, to feelings, to emotions that strike us as unpleasant or uncomfortable? Often we turn away from those kinds of experiences, try to make them stop, try to control them, try to manage them in some way. And it can be fascinating and liberating they begin to be able to just watch that process with curiosity of how things strike us as uncomfortable or unpleasant and how we respond with aversion to those kinds of uncomfortable experiences and try to manage them in some way, make them stop, make them go away compartmentalize them, whatever it is that we do. We do many, many different things in the face of discomfort and unpleasure. So we're going to begin with just a very brief body scan, allowing ourselves to settle more deeply into the physical reality of this present moment, really feeling what the body is like, how it feels in different places. And then we'll open up our awareness to begin to notice what happens when, as is inevitable, things that are uncomfortable start to arise as part of our experience of sitting. They could be very, very subtle forms of discomfort, like things, just itchiness, or a little bit of tightness or soreness. Or they could be bigger things like fears, anxieties, self-judgment, even self-loathing. So please, as we sit together tonight, Adopt a curious and open-minded attitude towards whatever arises, but pay special attention to how you respond to moments of discomfort. Things that arise that you just simply put don't like. What kinds of thoughts arise when things that you don't like come up? And how does the body especially react to everything from the subtlest sensation of discomfort to big waves of emotion that you find very hard to bear? 
We're not digging for discomfort. Being human, we don't have to. Discomfort will come of its own. Maybe not a lot, maybe not any intense discomfort, but some. Some things that you don't like will naturally arise in the course of any given sitting. And each moment when something like that arises is an incredible, precious opportunity to begin to see and by seeing, begin to free yourself of the habitual ways that we react to things that we do not like. So please take this as an opportunity to explore this region of your consciousness, this aspect of your relationship to experience. So, to begin the formal part of our sitting together, please bring your awareness once again to your buttocks, your glutes, and to feel the sensations produced by the contact between your bottom and whatever is supporting your weight. Just feel whatever that contact feels like. Sensations produced by the resting of your weight upon your seat. Now let your awareness move into the muscles of your behind your glutes, the muscles that can often carry a lot of residual tension. Just notice if there's any holding, any tension, even subtle tension in your glutes. Notice what that feels like. Just let those sensations, whatever sensations you find, just be. Let your awareness be soft. Meeting whatever sensations you find with acceptance, softness, the spirit of just letting be. Notice how the sensations may suddenly change moment by moment. Maybe not radically, but just in a subtle way as your awareness lingers with them. Now please bring your awareness to your belly, especially the lower belly, area of the belly below your belly button. What kind of sensations can you feel there? can be a lot of different kinds of feelings, sensations, even emotions in the belly. It's a potent place. You can carry a lot of 
feeling here in the belly. So don't be surprised if it can feel challenging to keep your awareness here. There may be tension, maybe some feeling of tightness, churning. Let your awareness approach whatever it finds with softness. Bring a gentle curiosity to whatever sensations you discover here. If you encounter tension, something that feels like even aversion, dislike, just let, let it be there. We're trying to get rid of it. What does it really feel like? What does it feel? Get the level of the body. Now let your awareness move to the upper belly, the belly above the belly button area between the belly button and the bottom of your rib cage. And feel any movement there in the upper belly around the diaphragm associated with the breath as you breathe in and out. Sometimes when we bring our awareness to the breath, we can start to impose ideas on the breath, ideas about how the breath is supposed to feel, what the breath is supposed to be like. Those are just ideas. Let the breath be however it wants to be. It can be tight, it can be uneven, can be shallow, nothing wrong with any of that. Just attend to the breath as it is with curiosity and gentleness. Remember the beautiful thing about this practice is we're not actually trying to make anything happen. We're just watching. We're letting the mind reveal itself. Nothing to do, nowhere to go. Just letting be. Now please bring your awareness into the rib cage. Just feel the sensations in and around the ribs as you breathe in and out. Feel how the ribs move. Which ribs move more? Which ribs move first? How much they expand? What it feels like in the ribs when you breathe out. Some of the sensations you feel as you attend to the breath in this way may be pleasant, some may be unpleasant. 
Just notice how you react either way. Do you sense yourself grasping after pleasant sensations? Just notice what it feels like to do that. And if it feels unpleasant, how are you reacting to that? There is no right or wrong way to react. It's simply a question of noticing as clearly as you can what you're doing moment by moment. That's all. Now, please bring your awareness to the center of your chest, the breastbone, sternum. And feel the sensations there as you breathe in and out. Is your sternum area tight? perhaps even hard. Notice the quality of its tightness, the quality of its hardness. For some of you, it may feel quite raw and tender here. Notice how that feels and notice how the mind reacts to that rawness. Does it feel hard to stay with that tenderness? Just notice what that feels like. Now, please bring your awareness to your lower back. Just let your awareness explore this lower back area, kinds of sensations you feel there. I know for some of you, this area is a place of discomfort, even chronic discomfort. So notice how the mind relates to what it finds here. Can you feel your consciousness or awareness contract or tighten up around discomfort? Just notice that and try to observe it with as much softness as possible. Can you feel in the lower back any sensations associated with the breath, any movement, any expansion, contraction in the lower back as you breathe in and out? Now, please bring your awareness to your upper back, the area between your shoulder blades. What do you feel? Is there any tension? 
any holding, some other kinds of sensations. Can you feel any movement here in the upper back as you breathe in and out? When your rib cage expands, when you breathe, can you feel any expansion in the upper back between your shoulder blades? For the rest of this meditation period, which will be about 10 minutes, please just gently follow the breath in the belly or the chest or both simultaneously. Just feel the rise and follow the chest, the movement of the belly, the in and out of your breath. And when thoughts pull you away, just notice that, notice what's pulled you away and gently return to the breath. And just feel the physical presence of your body sitting here, breathing. And pay special attention, please, to moments where something unpleasant, uncomfortable arises. And take a few moments to just really explore with curiosity how the mind reacts to moments like that. What do you do when something comes up that you'd rather not feel, that the mind labels not good? You're not doing this to correct the mind, to make yourself react in the right way. You're doing this just to observe, just to watch the mind reveal itself. So we'll just follow the breath. And then when moments of discomfort dislike arise. Let the breath go for a bit and study, explore how the mind reacts to moments like that. And then after a while, return to the breath.
if at any point during this sitting you start to feel boredom or frustration or impatience think of those as wonderful things to explore great examples of unpleasant experiences Anything you experience can be grist for the mill. Okay, that's great. Thank you. Please feel free to move. That was a long sitting. Stretch, get comfortable. So I think um, I think I kind of 
in one way or another said a lot of what I um, want to say either in the preliminary remarks or during the meditation itself. It's just, um, I think, uh, another kind of reminder um, of the kind of crucial importance of, of um, learning how to like see both just unpleasant experiences, but also reactions to them as a crucial part of what we're working with when we practice meditation. Um, uh, it's that it's not about the achieving of, you know, particular states, not simply about calming or settling the mind, but really, I think most fundamentally, um, working at this level with these sort of basic impulses of the mind to, to label, categorize things as, you know, experiences, feelings, sensations, thoughts, like I like or don't like. And especially when we don't like something we feel or think, um, like what the mind does. And I think by using the mind in the expansive sense of a lot of times what what the mind does actually contract the body, you know, around what we don't like. We, when we feel something we don't like, often um, aversion manifests as tension. You know, you find this kind of like tightening up around something that we don't want to experience. And just becoming really, really intimate with that um, is such uh, a huge part of what, um, sitting practice is, is about. Um, and it, over time, just kind of radically changes how we um, kind of relate to discomfort, things that, that um, initially, before we started meditation practice, we might have done everything we could have to avoid. I mean, um, so much of our personalities, even the things that we decide to do or not do in our lives uh, can be governed by um, these kinds of patterns. Like, I don't want to feel this anxiety. I don't want to feel this, this feeling in my chest or my belly. So I'm gonna do everything I can to not feel this, including not doing these kinds of things I might otherwise want to do. Um, you know, we can, and I'll, uh, it's, it's, it's the shaping power of these kinds of responses can be very profound and very deep. Um, and I think um, I thought a reminder along these lines um, was worth offering tonight because I myself have recently needed this reminder. Um, and I think another thing that I wanna say is that these patterns go so deep, it's like, um, like uh, these deeply ingrained ways in which we try to avoid what we find uncomfortable or what we don't want to feel. They go so deep that I think in my experience, there's just practice is actually not like a linear, like, oh, learning this more and more deeply, but kind of like, like getting it for a while and then forgetting, getting it for a while and then forgetting, you know. Um, and I have recently found myself um, uh, as I have over and over again throughout the time that I practice, getting into this kind of pattern where, you know, sitting, I, I start to approach unconsciously as, oh, it's about feeling spacious or calm or peaceful or this or that. And it's not about feeling these things that um, I don't want to feel, you know. And then, and then, of course, as soon as I start to, you know, in a very subtle way, try to avoid these kind of feelings, they just start to get amplified because anything you try to avoid starts to get more intense. Um, and then I said, oops. And then the nice thing is like, that's a wake up call. Oh, wait, there's this like uh, tension that I'm feeling that, oh, yeah, so familiar. And what do I have to do? What do I, what, what is it that I need to do when I feel this? Turn towards it. Right, rather than what I was doing for a while, which was using meditation practice to turn away towards some expected calm or peace. And then it was when I said, oh God, I have to learn this lesson like for the hundredth time again. And then turning towards that discomfort, a certain kind of anxiety or fear in, in the specific case I'm talking about, it then immediately started to change my experience of meditation where like, 
instead of instead of the sittings being like a I have this quality of striving like I'm trying to produce a certain kind of feeling it's like no let's just see how things are let's just let's just let's actually just let these feelings anxiety be there not try to do anything let them be there and see what they feel like and see again that dance of oh yeah I'm trying really hard to not not feel this because this the thing I most don't want to feel in my life you know um so uh this isn't this is in a way a very simple reminder a very simple lesson but um it's something i think that all of us need to hear and to remind ourselves of over and over again i think also to acknowledge that we're going to forget over and over again because if these if these unpleasant feelings were actually that easy to take we we life wouldn't be what it is life wouldn't be hard and practice wouldn't be hard right um it's because for each of us since i think we each have different versions of this whatever it is that we don't want to feel or the different things that we don't want to feel we really don't want to feel <laughs> i mean you know it's like it's going to be the button that's perfect for us um and so i think we have to be really merciful and gentle with ourselves of course we're going to like fall into this like oh wait i thought i could really get away with not having to feel that ever again i thought i could get away with like really you know just being done with that um and no but then when you remember that and turn towards it, you realize it's not actually as terrible as it seemed at first um but so the interesting thing is and i'll, I'll pause after this just to open the floor but you know we can also make this mistake of thinking that meditation is like a really like interesting technical system like if i just get all the techniques right if i just learn like how to follow the breath and learn how to label my thoughts and learn to follow my sense feel my sensations i'll get it but at some very deep level it's just it's almost like an existential challenge it's like can we get i don't know what the right word is but like, can can we muster the willingness to turn towards that which we don't want to face and there's no technique that will produce that um there isn't it's an orientation of the heart and the spirit um and it is i think by definition one of the most challenging things that each of us will have to do in our life um it doesn't matter whether you meditate or not i mean just like these things that these these demons in our closet the thing under our bed the, in the recesses and the shadows the things of those things about ourselves that we most don't want to feel will inevitably come up when we practice and the challenge will be like can we cultivate the willingness to turn towards rather than away to use practice as a way to turn towards rather than how we often start practice as a way to get away um that's not easy um in fact it's i think the hardest thing that that most of us will have to do you know um so um so anyway i'm curious i would love to hear how this was um how you how if how you relate to it because i think it has a different flavor for each of us you know what it feels like to to turn towards what we don't want to face like how it feels in the body how it feels in the mind it's going to be different a little bit different for each of us so and i think it can be very powerful for people to hear what it's like for others um to, i don't want to say struggle but it can be sometimes feel like a struggle but anyway to work with this so if anyone's willing to share uh, what this session was like what you learned what felt hard what felt interesting what might have felt wonderful um that would be great I think this is more of a, a comment than than a uh, kind of how how went for me. But but Bernie, when you were talking about how meditation it can feel like you know this you know technical system of getting to a place. Just, there's something I've been thinking about recently is I think like how I guess you know like in the U.S. you know in the Constitution it's like you know for you know life liberty and the pursuit of happiness. Mm -hmm. um, 
And I kind of wonder if like, you know, this idea of pursuit, it's almost like, you know, you're, you're, you're looking for this state and it's almost, you know, imagining that this state of happiness, it's like, you know, a lack of these other feelings. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I think to some extent, like, you know, I think that there, there are so many things in our, da- in our in our daily lives that are very much like skill-based and it's like, you know, you're doing this to get to a certain place. Like, you know, for, for example, like, you know, maybe I'll train in like, you know, running to run a specific time or maybe I'll like, you know, do these certain tasks or work to get this promotion. And it's all kind of like, you know, getting to this state. Whereas I think, you know, and I, I've found that I I can apply that same framework to meditation sometimes. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, if, if, yeah, if I do this, then I'll get to this state where I don't have to feel these things, you know, again. But, you know, as, as you mentioned, I think it's, it's more complicated than that. And it's, you know, really the opposite where it's, you know, just, you know, being with this stuff. And it's not, you know, reduction of these feelings as I think perhaps, you know, like at least I feel like I'm, you know, conditioned to do. Um, but yeah, that, that was just a kind of a, you know, your your comments kind of, you know, brought up that observation was something I was thinking about. Mm, thanks, Matthew. That's all, I, I, that's all really wonderful. I can relate to all, all, everything you said. And I think sometimes I find myself like kind of almost like leaning on a technique because if I just then invest all my energy into the technique, I don't have to worry. Yeah, I feel like, okay, that's all I have to do. Um, and And yet it's like, the technique when used well brings us to the place where actually it's asking us to open our spirit or open our heart to something. And that's, you can't mail that in, you know, techniques you can mail in, right. You can, you can do on autopilot in some way. And I think I'm I'm going to speak for myself. I mean, there's a big part of me that like is tempted to live life on autopilot and, and practice asks us to be awake. Right. Um, And that's not easy. And, and and then like you like you're suggesting, there are a lot of cultural reinforcements to that to that for that kind of mindset. Um, I can imagine a culture that didn't um, where it didn't feel as much like we were swimming against the current as as we are when we do something like this. Right? Um, yeah. can share. Hi, I'm Kevin. Uh, I, I'm relatively new to this group. I'm here with Sonora, who's off camera. Hi, uh, Kevin. Yeah, I just wanted to say that I do notice, so uh, when I meditate, that this idea of progress um, is really hard to shake. There's always inside me kind of the one who's kind of trying to like gauge, like, is this a good meditation? Like, is this a deeper meditation than yesterday's meditation? Um, and it just becomes another way that I'm uh, have us kind of like a split awareness and like one more thing that I have to kind of notice and let go of to return to sensation more fully. Yes. Yes, can totally relate. Totally. I think it's inevitable, Kevin. I, I, I don't think I've, you know, I, I don't know of anyone who hasn't uh, approached their practice in that way. And I think you're doing exactly what you need to do is just sort of see that, that very tendency, right? Um, and what it feels like to, to be always measuring and evaluating. Um, and it can be difficult to ride those moments, it like stretches out where you start to feel like, oh God, this is like, I'm a plateau and there's nothing going on. It's just, and yet that very sense of frustration, like I'm not getting anywhere, maybe exactly the feeling that one needs to sit with for a long time for something to, to shift, you know? Um, yeah. I, I kind of wonder sometimes whether, you know, like you were talking about how meditation reveals the nature of the mind, like, you sort of set this task that for the mind is impossible. And then you watch how the mind keeps walking away from it. And then, then you know, that's mm-hmm. how the mind works. Mm-hmm. And then when you see how the mind works, sometimes you get that, 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 that habitual pattern sometimes just gets softer. It doesn't have to, it doesn't have to like completely disappear. And you know, one doesn't not need to be fully freed of that conditioning in order to experience what it's like to just, have a much more spacious open relationship to others, you know, 
Um, you don't need to be free of, for example, the conditioning that probably saturates your relationship with a partner, you know, all the kind of complexity of that. If you can just see it a little bit more clearly, you, you're just less enslaved by it and you have more flexibility, more freedom, more openness. And then too, there can be moments where suddenly you feel like, I'm, this is just, this is like something like is, is even clearer, you know, you feel like there's just a, but those are just nice moments to experience, but they're going to be fleeting. And that's not what most of life is going to be like. It's going to be most like seeing the conditioning and by seeing it, trying to be less under its sway. Um, Does anyone have anything else that they'd like to share or ask or say? Okay. Well, I hope you found tonight's sitting productive, whatever, <laughs> you know, language always frustrates us. This is, <laughs> um, but um, it was wonderful to sit with you all. So thank you. Um, can we sit together for like 30 seconds to get silent, you know, and then uh, for those, um, Emma, it's good to see you, by the way, it's been a long time. And so um, uh, I'd like to end with just even like 30, 60 seconds of silence before we sign off. Um, so I'll tell you all when that's over and then we'll say good night. You know, before we go, actually, I had one thought in response to Kevin. I just, it's going to be very brief. Um, I think sometimes when you've been sitting for a while, you can almost feel like you're actually like worse off. Like, like my mind is more crazy than before I started sitting. Like my, 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 my thoughts are more, you know, and I think it's actually natural to feel this way. And it's more a function of our being able to see more clearly all the stuff that was going on unconsciously. And I think so that that's one of the main things that makes it really tricky about measuring progress. Like, am I getting, is, am I getting anywhere? Is anything changing because I'm sitting? And I think this is why like judging how you feel based on how the sitting feels is actually a bad thing to do when you're sitting. You're the worst judge of how your own sittings are going. But if you notice that, for example, you're being kinder to your friends or your partner, or your parents or your children, if you're a little bit, um, more compassion or understanding, less less prone to, to you know, get to go off uh, at work or something like that. I think these are the kinds of things like, oh, you know, there's a kind of softening, a, a slightly more open, gentler attitude one has to other people, things like that. I mean, I'm not saying that one needs to measure. I'm just like, those are better, I think, measures though, than, because, you know, by the nature of what we're doing, we're going to see our thoughts more clearly. Mm. And that's kind of like, that can be scary. <laughs> it starts like, whoa, that's quite a circus in there, you know? Um, but that's also, but that may actually be leading to just a much more open relationship to other people in your life, which is actually like much more important. Um, so anyway, just want to throw that out there as a, as a PS. Have a wonderful evening, everyone. Thank you for all for coming on a Sunday night. Um, Thank you so much. Yeah.
Thank you, Bernie. Take care, Jane. Thank, Thank you. Bye. Thank you.